the NFL Combine is finally upon us, so we get to get those questions answered about some receivers, and we've got some games to recap. I'm Kevin. I'm Sam. Let's talk about it. All right, so obviously the uh, you know the first two days of the Combine are not usually crazy big for players uh, to see strengths but more so for the organization to get, you know, a closer personal um, experience with the players and media as well. Um, I mean, what we've really got is uh, Andrew Barry talked, what, yesterday? Um, and I'm pretty sure and Kevin Stefanski talked today. today. Yeah. Um, so, I mean... Obviously, the two big questions right now are Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield. Um, and obviously, we know where Andrew Barry stands with Baker, but he did say that they would explore some competition for him, and they would explore other quarterbacks as well. So that just makes me believe that. Andrew Barry is not 100% sold on Baker Mayfield, which I don't know why he would be. Um, yeah, I just I'm I I I I have an idea, but you you go, and then I want to see if my thoughts contradict yours at all. Well, with Andrew Barry, you know, talked about a few things. Talked about the Baker Mayfield situation. You know, unlike the Colts, we're handling this in a way where I think the Browns are looking to upgrade, but they're not just going to flat out say that. Right. So he talked about that. He talked about the Jarvis Langtry situation as well. Over the over the past few interviews he's done, Dustin on 92.3's kind of noted this out, but it feels like they're talking past tense, so Jarvis probably is going to be a cap casualty, and that just creates a bigger hole at receiver. Um, he had some pretty high praise for David Njoku, which is nice, since David David is an unrestricted free agent and is one of the best players on the team. Talked about how he, he thinks his opportunities will increase as well as his impact, so it sounds right. like they're definitely working to get him back which is great, and he's optimistic about signing Clowney, but said we'll need to see how it goes. See, with the Clowney situation, um, <clears throat> I wasn't really big on having him here in the first place because, obviously, he never really played an entire season in his career. Um, I mean, but, but let's be honest, what NFL player really has, you know, because, I mean, it's the most brutal sport. Um, but... In Clowney's instance, he is always hurt. It's not just like a, you know, a regular injury. You know, it's always something that sidelines him the rest of the season. Not just like, oh, well, he's hurt this game, but he'll be back, you know. But um, so I I wasn't really, you know, super high on bringing him here. And then we brought him here. And then, I mean, he he played really well. He produced really, you know, some, some great things. Um... But, I mean, we got the draft coming up. We got the combine to watch. We got some edge rushers that we can look at. Um, If Clowney isn't, you know, really working out, um, we can go ahead and draft a a stud at one or two. And 
and kind of work in rotation and then eventually move on from Clowney at the trade deadline maybe. Um, but going to the <clears throat> the Jarvis Landry, uh, I, I do like Jarvis. Um, I think he's a hell of a team player, um, but I don't think he's really hell of a player anymore. Um, his production has gone down. Obviously, that might be on Baker, but I mean, like, even... Some of the passes that he definitely should have caught, like, game-winning, like, putting you in the situation to win games, and he just wasn't as... I don't want to say he wasn't as reliable, but, I mean, he I mean, he almost wasn't as reliable as he has been. And then uh, you brought up David Njoku as well. Um, we need to franchise tag him or sign him or st- and extend him for a good period of time because... He is the best tight end on this team, and uh, we should give Austin Hooper's money to Njoku. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I completely agree. David Njoku is the guy that you need in this building right now. <clears throat> we are about to have a pass catcher crisis if we release Travis Landry like it's looking like we're going to. On the roster, you're going to have three guys that you can think are going to do something. Because Austin Hooper's probably going to get cut. If Jarvis gets cut, your two receivers are going to be Donovan Peoples-Jones and Anthony Schwartz. You haven't re-signed Njoku yet, so you're down to one tight end. What about Higgins? Higgins is a free agent. And oh, that's seems, right. Yeah, I think he's also going to be gone. Yeah. I had to guess. I think the he's one of those weird players where I think the coaching staff doesn't like him. Doesn't like him ever. Like no. he produces at a good clip most of the time. This year he had opportunities sometimes. And to be honest, the Browns receiving core was pretty bad. So something's clearly going on there for him to not be on the field more. Yeah. Um. It's just we are in a, such a bad spot. We're down. You know, if we release Austin Hooper and we can't resigning Joku, we're down to Harrison Bryant as our number one tight end. Harrison Bryant's a good player, but I do not want him to be our number one tight end in a system that ran the most three tight end sets in the NFL last year. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. We need to aggressively upgrade our pass catchers, whether that be wide receivers, tight ends. There's plenty of guys to look at. See, in my opinion, we have the tight ends um, that – uh, Stephen Carlson, <clears throat> that he got hurt like in training camp. He can be a tight end number yeah, three. Yeah, he's 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 we, a good tight end number three. Back. You got Ninjoku, you tight end number one. Harrison Bryant, tight end two, and then tight end three Carlson. Um, in my opinion, you really need that deep threat, that speed deep threat. Um, Schwartz is not that guy yet. Um, hopefully, he can be. I have hope. Um, I know we can develop guys here. You know, DPJ didn't look as nearly as good as he did this year, or he didn't look nearly this good last year than he did this year. And that's, you know, all on the coaching staff being able to, you know, develop receivers. Um, so in that first round, if we go ahead and, you know, get us a weapon for Baker then I feel like that could definitely be a game changer. I mean, look at Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. You know, before Burrow 
or before Chase, Burrow didn't really have, you know, crazy weapons. Um, he wasn't really slinging it. Uh, obviously, that was his rookie year, and he tore his ACL and MCL. But even so, he still wasn't doing that before um, he hurt himself. And I'm sure, well, he doesn't have an offensive – he didn't have an offensive line. Well, he still doesn't have an offensive line. And he eclipsed 500-plus yards majority of his games. <laughs> so, I mean, you give your quarterback a good deep threat and a good solid wide receiver, I feel like that will definitely make the difference. Um, I have a few receivers in mind. There are two of them are from Ohio State. Uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave would be um, perfect on this team. But... And hopefully they're still there when we're drafting, but you, you kind of just have to hope. Um, that's always what the draft is. You really want a player, and uh, you just you just kind of hold on to that and hope that they're there. And then when it's your turn and that name hasn't been called yet, you kind of just hope that they uh, go ahead and get your guy. Um, but uh, it'll it's going to be a good draft. It's going to be a good combine. There's some pretty stud wide receivers, um, and you've got a few names. So let's go ahead and list off the ones that the Browns talked to today. Okay, so today the Browns talked to Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Drake London. All these guys are projected to be first or second round picks with everyone but Dotson being projected to be mid to late first rounder. This draft is kind of odd because we can't really project where the receivers are going to go. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a receiver somewhere in the top 10, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're also the first team to take a receiver off the board. So it'll be very interesting. And the opinions split. There's no clear number one like there was last year, the year before that. There's no Jamar Chase in this draft. You've got People that say Drake London's the best receiver. You've got people that say Burks is the best receiver. You've got people that say Wilson's the best receiver. Right. It really all comes down to fit and what you want. Like you were saying, both Ohio State guys would probably work well here. Fans would love that. Personally, I'm kind of looking at Traylon Burks, a 6'3 yeah, receiver that runs a 4'4. Sure would be nice to give you a red zone target that's, deep threat yeah that's like the definition of deep threat <laughs> yeah if you can't go out in free agency and get a guy like mike williams but it's definitely something to look into all right i mean you said what he was six four and runs a what six four and runs a 440 fuck <laughs> that's yeah, scary actually yeah. that's terrifying yeah that's like the definite remember uh terrell Pryor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Terrell was tall. He wasn't, like, the fastest. If you give that – dude, I would love him here. That would be awesome. Um, I, I mean, any five of those wide receivers here would be, any, like, an upgrade. Um, I'm not dissing my boy, DPJ, but I don't think DPJ can be a wide receiver one um, just yet. At, at some point, I definitely think he will. Um, honestly, probably next year, if we need him to be, he definitely could. Um, he definitely showed a lot of growth this year as well. So, I mean, it would be very nice to pair any one of those with DPJ and uh, Schwartz. 
But now if we're, we're talking edge rushers, um, the edge rusher out of Michigan, not Aiden Hutchinson because Aiden Hutchinson is going to go one. But, I mean, David Ajabo would be a great piece to this defense. Uh, him playing, you know, next to – well, not next to Miles Garrett, but on the other side of Miles Garrett. Or, honestly, you could line him up next to Miles Garrett too. That would be terrifying. Um, just having him on the line would be great. Um, obviously, this isn't this isn't a very um, edge rusher heavy draft. Um, obviously, every draft usually has a position that is it's very heavy with. Um, I I really think that this year is probably um, wide receiver heavy, um, but which, which is good for us. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, we got how many more days of the combine? Like, it, it's, it goes till, like, the end of this week? I think it goes till Monday. Monday? Okay. So, we got plenty of days left. So, we'll keep you guys updated with that. But something else we have to discuss is the Cavs and how they're, like, almost, like, crumbling <laughs> after the All-Star break. Um, yeah. Not good. Not good. Yeah, I mean, they've lost four of the last five. Let's start with that Pistons game. So, yeah, you don't have Darius Garland, Karis LeVert, or Rondo. But if you lose by three and you shot 66% from the three-throw range, that's why you lost. This yeah. team needs to learn how to hit a three-throw because yeah. it's just, like, it's annoying. It's like those are free points. Just yes. take them. Yeah. Hit your shots, you win the game. You miss like 12 free throws. So just fix that. You win that game. You probably win the, um, what was the most recent game? Wizards. Wizards, yeah. Or not Wizards, um, Grizzlies. But now you're in a position where you're falling behind in the Eastern Conference. You're in the fifth, you're the fifth seed right now. You haven't been the fifth seed in a while, and you are a game and a half back of being in the play-in. So Cavs need to pick it up starting tonight, and the we've got a brutal next ten games. We need to be above five hundred in these next ten. No, we I play a lot of playoff agree. teams. Yeah, no, I mean missed free throws kill this team. Um, Night and night and night and night, you know. I mean, we have we we lost to the Sixers because of free throws. We lost to the Hawks because of free throws. Well, we lost to the Hawks and the Sixers because of fouls um, and missed free throws. We beat the Wizards somehow, and we lost to the Timberwolves because of. Honestly, I'm gonna put this one a little bit on Isaac Okoro. Because how did you have your entire team scoring in double digits and you only score six points when you're supposed to be our point guard? That's like I love I love Isaac Okoro. Okay, I'm I'm a huge Isaac Okoro fan. I just it, your your defense is great, but there's more to it than just defense. You know, if, if you're going to have to be able to put some points up when you need when, when we need you to. Darius Garland's not here. Karras is not here. Rondo is not here. Your three-point guards are done. You are our point guard, and you need to be putting up points. I've watched the Coral put up 
20 points before. I know he can do it. I just I don't know why he's not doing it as much as he used to. Like, we've got tonight, we've got the Hornets. Then we've got Philly, Toronto, Indiana, Miami, Chicago. And then, obviously, it gets a little, little easier after that because we, we play the... Um, is it the Clippers? Yeah, we play the Clippers, and then we play Philly again, and then Detroit, or Denver, Detroit, uh, Lakers, Toronto, Chicago, Orlando. I mean, we have a very, very easy stretch of games after, like, these next, what, one, seven two, games. three, four, yeah, seven games. After, the, after these seven games... If we find out a way to win a decent amount of these, we're good to go. We won't have to worry about the plan because we'll probably be like the fourth seed if we win these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're answering the meat grinder part of the schedule, and we need to pick it back up because the Eastern Conference is competitive. The Nets are going to be trying to get out of that plan right now. I mean, Kevin Durant's about Kevin Durant's coming back tomorrow, so. They're going to start rising back up. You do not want to be in the play-in. Oh, absolutely two, game, two bad games, like that Pistons game or Timberwolves game, and you're done. Suddenly your season, that was, you could have 45-plus wins and get knocked out of the playoffs because something went wrong in two games. Yep. No. Can't let that happen. You cannot mm-hmm. be in the play-in this year. You need to be in that top six. No, yeah. You If you're in the play-in this year, I mean, obviously it's a – Big difference than, you know, the past years. But, I mean, you've had such a, a great season, and then you're just going to let it ha- let let it fall, you know, fall apart just like that. Um, obviously, we've got plenty of games left, and um, it does really help having Markkanen back. Um, he's definitely putting up some points. He definitely took a little, little bit of time to get, you know, back into the groove of things. But... Um, He's putting up points, and uh, I'm guessing Darius isn't playing tonight, um, which we don't know when he's going to be back because um, bone bruises take a little bit to heal, especially if you're still trying to play on it. Um, That's why I really wish that he would have just sat the entire All-Star week, Um, but he didn't, and we can't take that back but yeah i mean we're really struggling here and i know this team can win with the people that we have because guess what we did it before so we we really i mean we just got to get our head out of our asses it's it's really all it is we got to get back to Cavs basketball and we'll be good yeah we really need darius garland back he's questionable for tonight i'm expecting him to play on friday but we need to find ways to win these next games because, like I said, we cannot fall down in these standings. And like you said, we need to get back to Cavalier basketball, ball movement, passing it around. Be smart with your shots. I mean, the fact that we were down 20 points at one point in that Timberwolves game and had to be carried back in by Kevin Love and Osman again. And marking in. Yeah, but still, your starters needed to give you more than they gave you. Your starters need to step up right now because the bench guys can't keep bailing you out 
and try and get you back in these games. Oh. It's helpful when they do, but it shouldn't need to happen as often as it does. Yeah, I mean, because this was supposed to be the time that we were transitioning from Karis starting over Okoro and having Okoro and Darius and Markinen and Mobley and Jared all on the floor at the same time. That is the ideal start. And now that we've got Darius hurt, Karis hurt, you know, we've got Okoro and Brandon Goodwin as our guards. And then obviously you've got your, your big three out there still. But And speaking of the big three, um, Evan Mobley, like, is he, he's really been looking like a rookie the, these past couple games. Um, I mean, he did uh, help us win that Wizards game. Um, but, I mean, like, right after the All-Star break, it looked like he had he never played basketball before. Like he he looks like he's just like really really hitting that rookie slump, um, and that's yeah. not something that we need right now. Um, but Jared Allen still dominating as always, and it, it's really nice to have Mark and him back. So hopefully we can pull out a win tonight. Um, it's a very much needed win, and if you lose tonight, then I don't really see much hope. Um, to get a actual seeding spot, um, but we would obviously most likely get into the play-in, and I really don't want to deal with that play-in bullshit. Because there's a good shot you end up being to face the Nets. Yeah. At that point, we'll be healthy, and that's not a situation any team wants to be in. Specifically, a team like the Cavs, where as we see right now. Darius Garland could just randomly be out. I know they're trying to keep him healthy. They're trying to get him back. And if he really needed to play, they could play him. But still, it's very, very concerning, and it's something they need to get better with. I mean, we need to we need everybody to get healthy because we haven't established any team chemistry. No. With Lori Markin being gone the last four weeks before this, and then you had Karis LeVert get traded to the team, you haven't been at full strength in almost two months. It's crazy. You need to develop that team chemistry, so everybody needs to get back on the floor as fast as possible. And you're about to enter into the meat grinder. You need to win these games, too. So it's going to be some growing pains, but you got to tough it out. Yeah, you got to find out how to win these games, like, like you said. Um, <clears throat> you figure out how to win these games, then – the playoffs are going to be a lot easier for you because it's not going to be a walk in the park. Um, you're going to be playing. I mean, hey, these next seven games are potential playoff matchups if we end up getting in. So you just you got to be you got to be ready. Um, I understand that if we do end up getting into the playoffs, you know we'll we'll have majority of our starters back. Knock on wood, but. Um, yeah, we, we really just got to figure something out here tonight. Um, we win this game. It really says a lot. And I, I, I need to see more out of Okoro. Um, Brandon Goodwin has showed that he can be that guy to rely on because, I mean, he puts up points when he's on the on the floor. Um, but we, we really just need Okoro to, you know, wake up a little bit and start putting up some points like he – 
Like he has. He's he's had some monster games. He's had some dominating games, and we, we really need that Okoro back. Um, yeah. It's gonna the issue be is right. Sorry. No, it, it's all right. It it's gonna be uh, quite the test tonight, and uh, honestly, quite the test the rest of the regular season to see what we can do. Really. Yeah, we really need to get our playmakers back. I think an underrated injury that we don't really think about a lot is we're missing Rondo. Rondo can play make. Like, Brandon Goodwin's good. He can fill in spot start for you, but he doesn't facilitate the offense nearly as well as Darius Garland or Rondo can. And I think that's why we're starting to see a little bit of struggles from guys like Okoro, because Okoro's main offense right now is hitting threes or cutting to the basket. Yeah. So if he can't do that because we can't get the ball to him, that's an issue, and it's something that we need to address going in. We need to get healthy because if we don't, we're going to be – we got to grind these games out. I, yes, we gotta, I agree. we got to find ways to win. And with you, what you said with Okora's um, offense, it's almost as if, like, obviously after the All-Star game, um, teams definitely just started cracking down. Like, it's almost uh, – there's no secrets anymore. They know how we play. There are zero secrets. And now our offense is, you know, they they try to take out the that paint and try and make us shoot. And that's what they're trying to do right now because we don't have shooters right now. And what we need out of a Coro and, you know, I mean, really anyone. And someone that I'm not – that we haven't really given any credit to at all is Dean Wade. Um, he's kind of a sleeper when he's out there. Um, I'm not going to go out and, you know, be crazy. Like, oh, my God, he's amazing. But, no, he's definitely a sleeper, and he definitely helps when he's out there. But we need a Coro to be good enough to draw attention and leave guys wide open. Because if you see a Coro, wide, like, sitting wide open in the wing – Someone's going to rush over there. Someone will be left open because you're going to have at least two guys in the paint or maybe three guys in the paint just trying to protect because you got your big three there. And then if you've got a Coro or whoever on the wing and wide open three, you can take that shot or you've got three bigs just chilling in the fucking paint ready to go. Um, but... Yeah, well, hopefully we'll see some of that tonight, some of what we discussed. Hopefully, um, Okoro can get open. Hopefully, you know, everyone plays a a solid game and we can, uh, you know, really grind this one out, tough this one out, and get a W tonight and make our chances look better for seeding. I I don't know if we win tonight, if we move up in the seeding at all, if we move back to four. um, That would mean that the Bucks lost. Yeah, we'd we'll be tied for third because we are we're four and a half games back. The Bucks and Sixers are four games back. I don't know what. I don't know if they played tonight. I'll check that. Well, last time I checked, we were fifth. We are fifth, but oh, the Sixers are three games back. My bad, but we can probably catch back up to the Bucks tonight, depending on how everything goes, because we do have the tiebreaker and they do play the Heat, so. Even if the Bucks do win, that makes it easier overall for the entire conference because that means everybody now gets a game on the Heat. Yes. That'll help out if we start, if we pick things back up to be able to chase that one seed, which would be nice. 
Very true. Yeah, um, obviously you got the the Heat in the one seed, Bulls two seed, Sixers three seed, Bucks four seed, us five, Celtics six, you know seven, whatever. But we got, um, you know, thirty six and twenty five. We win. We jump. Well, we we jump the Bucks, but um, we actually we probably could actually jump them. Not just saying that we tied with them, but like you said, they they beat the they lose to the Heat, so we'd be in four. The Sixers, uh, we beat this if we, we beat the Sixers. Yeah. yeah, we beat the Sixers. We're up to third, and we're in good shape again. So we just got to figure this out and really uh, finish it out. But with that being said, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, we've got a very, very busy month. So we will try and keep you guys updated on everything Combine. Um, we're going to be talking about the baseball lockout on Friday, so you're not going to want to miss that one. Um, and, yeah, it's it, we're going to obviously be covering March Madness as well, and then moving into April, we've got the draft, so you guys are really not going to want to miss these episodes coming up. Um, so please share with your friends and keep listening. We appreciate it. As always, I'm Kevin. I'm Sam. Thanks for listening, and we will see you Friday. Peace out, guys.